Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. The prophet Isaiah saw, and he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his cloak, his clothes, his robe, his train filled the temple, and the angelic beings flew. singing and declaring holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts the whole earth is filled with his glory let the saints know today that through faith you believe for the same prophet said who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord or the might of God or the power of the Lord revealed And we say we believe that the whole earth is filled with his glory. And we believe that it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. We believe. We shout it out loud. We believe. We believe. We believe. The whole earth is filled with his glory. His yoke-breaking, addiction-destroying, life-saving, dead man-raising, sick man-healing, and soul-winning glory. The glory of the Lord fills the earth and covers the earth as the water covers the sea. And the Lord said, Who will go up for us? And whom shall we send? Lift your right hand to the Lord or your left hand or both hands and say the house is filled with smoke. Isaiah chapter 6. Your house is filled with the cloud of glory. I take authority over gloomy, every gloomy cloud, every lying report, every fearful uh, conjecture. I drive it out. Let the glory of the Lord cover your home, cover your life. Let the smoke And the word of God said, and, and the, the, the gates shook and expanded. And, and, and um, you can read it in the sixth chapter of Isaiah. But it said the Lord in this most lofty position. How many believe Christ Jesus our Savior ascended on high and being at the right hand of the Father. Glory be to God. He is at the highest seat in the universe. To represent you and I so that you who are called to be saints can see some sainthood in your life while you are imperfect. His perfection and his grace is available to manifest in your life. His will and it. Can you understand the words coming out of my mouth? I'm still just talking. I'm not preaching. But he said, I need to send somebody because in the new covenant, the apostle Paul asked, how will they believe unless they hear? And how will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach except they be sent? There's the difference between someone who's sent and someone who just went. 
So if I seem a little different today, excuse me, I've been sent. I've been sent to you. I'm sent to you to change you, to bless you, to lift you, to educate you, to reform you, to establish you. Glory be to God. Mm. And so how will they how will they preach except they be sent? Do you see that? The question implies impossibility. How will they preach except they be sent? Well, that wouldn't even make sense. Because you just, all you have to do is open up a scroll. Even at that time, you could get the books of Moses. You could just get, you could get the Pentateuch. You could get some of the prophets. You have, you have, you have Genesis. You have, you have Exodus. You have Numbers. You have Deuteronomy. You have, you have Leviticus, you've got some books. Just pick a text and just pretend. No, the question is very valid. How will they preach about the mighty arm of God? How will they preach about a God who's real right now, alive right now, available right now? He's the healer right now. His name is an all-inclusive name. He will save you. He will give you the victory. He will transform you. He will elevate you. He will help you. Now, how will they preach about that kind of a God except they be sent? It implies impossibility. And it also gives the average Christian, regardless of our level of Christianity, we could have just put our big toe in Christianity. And we should come to this conclusion. If what somebody's preaching is nonsense, are you listening to me? Then God didn't send them. But if it's consistent with the Lord who never leaves your house the way he visited it. When, when he comes in, even if it's your mother-in-law, he'll make the fever leave. Thank you very much. Even if your tax collector, salvation has come to your house. He'll never leave your house the way. Actually, he might turn your house into the church. And everybody come and bring their sick to your house. And from morning till evening, he'll heal everybody that are sick. Because they're in your house. I'm just talking. But I'm waiting for an end time, radical, supernaturally dedicated generation. I could stay in that all day. How many know you could stay in that all day? But we, we, you live in a mortal body. So, want to make make it easy on some of us. That way, when you ask how how long is your gatherings, you you at least the general idea. Ah, it's between this and this. Okay. Lamar, you're going to stay with me, right? Just make sure you give me the, the good notes. The good, the, yeah. Isn't that true? So you say, well, I don't know which part you're talking about. That's true. Well, you, most of us here can say, doctor, I've had to, I have to now. Put the things which are behind me behind me and reach forth 
and press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, right? So we've, we've got that, that, um, that um, uh, um, that recipe for victory. This one thing I do, that's a recipe for victory. We've got another thing. Who, whom shall we send? Who will go up for us? Now Isaiah said, here am I, Lord, send me. Because there's one thing God has to do. That all he has to do, and you have to say yes to, is that he can touch your heart and touch your lips. Amen. And he, took the, he sent an angel, because Isaiah said, I'm undone. This vision is just too much for me. I'm not worthy of this vision. I shouldn't even be seeing this. What, what in the world is wrong with me? The Lord is high and lifted up. His, I, am, I live among a people of unclean lips. Some of you know the same people. And, and I, I, I live, I'm, I'm unclean. I live among people of unclean lips. I'm undone. In other words, I'm unworthy. I'm naked before your eyes. You can see everything. I'm messed up. I'm afraid of this. This is too much for me. I, I need some religious shades to put on. I'm just bringing it down to your level. Maybe you'll understand a little bit. And, and the Lord said, an angel went and took a fiery coal. So you can't just go. You have to be sent. And if God puts fire in your belly, this world can't put it out. There is not a weapon in the arsenal of your adversary that could put out what God has put in your life. And the Lord said, now, lo, this has touched your lips. And your iniquity is forgiven. And now you are clean. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? And say, here am I, Lord, send me. How, how, how are you going to send me, Lord? Well, I'm going to send you in agreement parallel to the favor I put on you. I might put on you a favor or a grace. How many understand divine ability? And that grace works with your personality, it improves it with your uh, meditations and your thoughts and giftings that I have for your life. So I can direct you, um, whether it's in business, whether it's in professional field, whether it's in any arena that is supposed to be of benefit to society. And I'm going to give you the supernatural empowerment. Everybody say spiritual. spiritual. Supernatural. Say empowerment. empowerment. So I'm going to give you the empowerment. So when you go into your world and whatever it is that you are doing, whether it's temporary till you get to something else or whether it's something you're going to perfect all the way through your life as a message for the Lord. The Lord said, I'm going to give you a divine enablement or grace for you to do that effectively and draw the people's focus to the arm of the Lord or the Lordship of Christ. He's ascended on high. He's 
sat down at the right hand of God. And so let the whole house of Israel most assuredly know that God has made the same Jesus, which you have crucified both what? How many of you know that all humanity is guilty of crucifying the Lord? Anybody here is guilty? Just say it. Now, how many are glad he said, forgive them, for they know not? Because he, he came to do that for you, you know. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, can I talk to you a little bit? Because, yes. child of God, if you live your whole life dependent on just what your mind tells you, you don't understand what the Lord's telling you. People, people I, you know. People just need to understand what the Lord is saying in the world today. And what he's saying to his church. So one thing the Lord did, he was declared to be the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. And by doing so, he also ascended to heaven with his own blood and, and qualified to be the representative high priest on your behalf and my behalf. And the mediator between God and man. When he did that, then there was a connection between you and God. And that connection is in Christ Jesus. And you are in Christ. And Christ is in you. If you belong to Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heir, heirs according to the promise. That's Christianity. Anything else, I don't want it. I don't even want it in the form of membership. You can get out of here right now. Because God didn't send you to change me. God sent me to change you. And I say that with all due respect to your humanity and your decisions. Because if God respects your decisions enough to allow you to make a decision that's wrong and he won't override your decision, who am I to force you to do decisions that are right? Are you listening to me? So you could just hit the road if you want a Christianity. I mean, you could get, you know, any number of flavors that, you know, are an insult to the cross, the death, and the resurrection of our stainless, sinless Redeemer that bought us. Is it okay to talk to you like that? Now, if it doesn't apply, don't get upset. Anybody here wants to be ready when the Lord returns? Okay, so let's get over this. Let's get over this. Let's just not act, okay, well, the world is in the condition it's in, but Jesus is coming soon. Well, are you ready for Jesus coming? Or do you need somebody to wash you? Do you need somebody to preach the truth into your life and compromise out of your life? Is there anybody here? Are you part of an army? Are you part of a bunch of rebels? If you're part of an army, then you have leaders that are sent by God to preach the good news into your life. And I have a word of blessing for you. But before I can bless you, I got to get you ready for what the Lord has in store for you. Isn't that true? Let everyone know that's Peter's first sermon that the Lord, that God has made the same Jesus which you have crucified. 
both Lord and Christ. So at the right hand of the Most High, there is the exalted, ever, ever living, ever being Word of God, who from the dateless past is the Word, had been with God, and the Word was God, or God was the Word, and came down into earth, was incarnated and revealed to us who man is. Are you listening to me? By living the life of the man the way no man could live the life. Glory be to God. And then, hallelujah, he didn't leave that to himself. He supplied it for you and I. And today I don't have to say, I'm not a saint, I'm just forgiven. I can accept the fact that the one that forgave me moved into my life and he's working inside of me to change me from glory to glory and change you. You're not what the world says you are. You're not what the devil says you are. You're not what your memory says you are. You are who the word of God says you are. You are more than a conqueror. Somebody shout in this place. How many of us have a Bible? Shout yes. yes. If, you have, if you have the sacred scriptures in the form of, stay on your feet. In, in, in the written form, if you have it in your, your, your uh, iPhone, if you have it on your iPad, just make sure that things are charged. <laughs> Hallelujah. And... Uh, it's one thing about the printed page. It'll preach at any time of the day. And I want us to go to the epistle of uh, Paul, St. Paul, first epistle to the Corinthians. And um, we are going to read together, beginning with... Um, the um, end of the first chapter, if we can do that, beginning with verse 29 of chapter 1. And we're going to read all the way through to verse 16 in chapter 2. So with us in every state in the union, we want to welcome the global church family. We love you. We want to thank God for every alumni that is a graduate, a doctoral, um, or a degree holder that received an impartation in these wonderful states of the Union, all the way from the West Coast and Alaska and Hawaii, all the way through the East Coast. We thank God for the alumni. We also thank God for every partner, every member, every student, and every friend that makes up this nation. And thank God as of now and continuing every nation under the sun. We thank God for the 500,000 graduates or students of the International Miracle Institute. And believe the Lord that he has given us this opportunity, this time to continue multiplying, not only quantitatively but most importantly qualitatively thank thank you for that I said qualitatively by increasing you and your level of service to the Lord and increasing you how many of you appreciate me even though I came strong at you today 
how many of you appreciate how God uses me and how many appreciate it's very important to me that you don't just let it slip so I prepare you a little bit how many understand if I didn't care about you and if I didn't know what time it is I'll just give you a nice little sermon and send you away does that make sense but how many appreciate amen and so what are we talking about qualitatively so you're here, you're faithful, you're a tither, you're a giver, you're a partner. You're faithful, you're loyal, you're committed to God. You're not going to forsake or deny Christ. But there's a quality, I believe, of life in God that he has in store for you. And I believe that you believe that. And I believe that you believe that that doesn't just happen through the sovereignty of God and it just hits you and all of a sudden you're spiritually mature that happens through study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that needs not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth so it's very important for me to deal with you in the way that Christ would have dealt with you the, you know I need to stop but you know what's funny what's funny is this I have never in my life seen such humor as I see now, when Christians hit someone and say, Christians, Christians. smack someone. Ladies, this is your opportunity, apostolic women. Smack, just smack somebody. This, I've never ever seen humor in this. But I have never seen as much humor as this as I see now. Christians saying, well, what would Jesus do if he was here? Christians, who are you asking? It's funny. Christ is here. Christ is in his body, the church. Christ is not a victim to a defeated foe, he's a victor. Over every principality, power, might, and dominion. He is raising up an end time generation of men and women of spiritual dignity. Capable to rush the end times with the capacity of rulership and reign. Glory be to God. 100% victory. 100% of the time. Did I tire you? Are you you're okay standing up? What are we reading? 129 throughout chapter 2. Is that okay? All right, ready? Go. That no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are we in Christ Jesus. Wisdom and sanctification. And redemption that he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. The testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ. And him crucified. And I was with you. In weakness and in fear. And in much trembling. 
and my, and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. In a mystery. Unto our glory. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But I... I have not seen nor ear heard neither have it entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared them that love him but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searcheth all things yea the deep things of God Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Not the Spirit of the world. Which things we speak. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. But we have the mind of Christ. Hold up the Bible above your head. Hold up your device above your head. This is the word of God. Not an opinion. Not tradition. Not subject to debate. He's alive. God said, I believe. And that settles it. I am who he says I am. I have what he says I have. And I can do what he says I can do. Today, by the grace of God, I have an alert mind, a receptive spirit, an attentive heart, and active living faith. I believe that what I receive today, what I hear today, will change my life forever. I will not leave the way I came to the glory of God. If you believe that, set your Bibles down and lift your voices and give God the greatest shout of praise he's ever heard us sing out of the beautiful Pensacola, Florida. Glory, 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 glory. Amen. You may be seated. We all read it together, didn't we? And how many of us believe the the reading of the Holy Scriptures? 
I want to draw your attention first to one very significant portion of um, uh, revelatory truth that is made known to you and I in our New Testament relationship with God and specifically can be elaborated on in this particular portion of scripture and that is this the power of God filling the heart and the mouth of the teacher and the preacher how many of you here are teachers and preachers how many of you here are witnesses now there should have been a greater shout than that how many are a witness so today if I can tell you we're going to see from the sacred scriptures the again the 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 um, prescription if you will to supernatural release and manifestation of power when I was talking earlier I asked a question and I was just talking I wasn't preaching I said it implies impossibility how will they preach except they be Sin. shout that word Sin. like an army Sin. one more time Sin. one more time loud Sin. how will they preach except they be Sin. well we talked about it we said well anybody can just pick up what you know even when the, even when it was it was written anybody can pick up a script of the old covenant or whatever and talk about it weren't people talking about it yes, weren't religious people talking about it yes. were people not doing readings in the synagogue when Christ walked in and disrupted their expectation yes. read one verse and just created havoc in, the, in, in, in Nazareth but what God was asking is how will they preach except they be sent he's saying if you're not sent you won't have we talked about the power that is in the word so one thing we're going to notice here is that the most important qualification that the apostle Paul is, is sharing with the Corinthians and by the way, it's his first epistle to the Corinthians. And so he's, he, I don't even want to get ahead of myself, but obviously in the chapter you and I just read together, we saw that he's referring to the times he spent with them because he said, and I was with you in what? In, in, in fear and, and in weakness and much trembling and I did not come to you when I came to you with the excellency of speech and other, in other words, human type of uh, coercion or convincing you. And not in a philosophical way or in a, a logical way only. No, no, no. I related to you, he said, and I related to your weakness. If you look at the original language, I came in agreement with you around your weaknesses, around your trembling, and around your fear. But then I determined only to know 
among you, Jesus Christ and him crucified, and my speech and my preaching. So I don't want to get ahead of myself, and my speech and my preaching. So he's talking about when he was there before. He said, on my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. And throughout the chapter, he keeps talking about speech and preaching, embarrassing the enemy, speech and preaching, revealing God, speech and preaching, declaring the power, and speech and preaching, changing the circumstances, and speech and preaching, defining what world you live in or what world is ruling over you. You'll see it all in there in a minute. But I want to tell you, what kind of believer are you going to live in this world? Are you going to be ruled by the mind of this world or are you going to be directed by the mind of Christ? Is there power in your heart, power in your mouth, power in your sermon, power in your lesson, and power in your call? I'll tell you right now. Very clearly, the entire chapters here are talking, drawing attention. The Apostle Paul, I'll show you. You read it. The Apostle Paul reminding them. When I was with you and I came around, agreement with you around your weaknesses... You're trembling in your fears. I was with you the same way. We don't have to make it up. The apostle Paul said, I became all things to all men. That I may what? Win. So I didn't become all things to all men. So I become. I didn't become weak for the sake. Except so that I can identify with them on their level. And then supply his supply. And lift them up. I'm going to make a Timothy out of a Judas. I'm going to make a Silas out of a Thomas. I'm going to make somebody a disciple. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. God has plans for your life. The best is not behind you. There is an epistle coming your way. There is an increase coming into your life. There is an elevation coming to your call. Do you know um, what happens when you have the hiccups? What's one of the ways to get rid of them? Okay, I don't like that one. What's another way? What? Everybody's got... I didn't know there were that many. I thought you just scared somebody and they lost the hiccups. Is that one? Or at least uh, supposedly. Scared the hiccup out of somebody. Well, this world is hiccuping. And when we preach the gospel according to Christ, we're going to scare the hell out of this... Do, do you do you have a moment? 
He starts, and, and, and I, I had to talk, tell you that this was post his visits, um, at least up until the first Corinthians epistle was written. He had, he had planted the church. He had worked with the church. He had ministered of the church. And if we go to chapter 3, we could see that others also in the early church had ministered at that church, including Peter and including others. How many understand? All right. So he ministers to them and he qualifies his ministry. How many of us believe that the Apostle Paul is of God, called by God, or we thank God for the writings and the teachings of the great Apostle Paul? So he, he goes on to say he starts his epistle by Paul, an apostle. If you actually look at the epistles to the Corinthians, it's it called to be an apostle and called to be, is that what it says? is italicized. How many could see that? Whether he's Paul called to be an apostle to those who are called to be saints or whether it's Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who are saints. Because whether how many of, of you know you are what you're called to be? Yes. Hallelujah. Just don't quit. Yes. That's why I gave, you the, I gave you the strategy for getting those things which are behind. Hallelujah. There's too much in this. I'm going to have to stick with the word. Ha. Huh. So he, he says, Paul, an apostle, and to the saints that are at Corinth. And to, he goes on and he, he leads us to the end of the first chapter, which is very uh, important to study and um, cross-reference and all that. But he says that he that glorieth or brags or boasts may not glory in himself, right? Now he goes on to say that God has made Christ for us. How many are glad that what we didn't have, Christ has supplied? How many believe that that's the truth? That what you did not have, Christ has supplied. And so what did he supply? What, had, what did he become for me? What did Christ become for me? Because whatever God, is, God has supplied for me. Can either say yes to or say no to. I certainly don't want to say no to heaven. But heaven may not be near in time frame. I may just have to live another 50 years. And I certainly don't want to live hell on earth. I'm waiting till America shows up. Or, or, or the church or somebody. I don't know who you've been listening to. But shut the sucker off. Get a hold of I am I. Get out of where you're at. Get into a victory. You can't improve on what Christ has given you. You cannot improve on the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. You cannot improve on the goodness of God. It's the glad tidings. It's the good news. Should I stop? No. 
hit someone and say, doctor is a very seeker-sensitive minister. <laughs> you may be seated. Yeah, I'm looking for everyone's vote. Just please vote for me, please, please. Some of us have not seen a real man of God in a long time. You all must have forgot. That excludes you. You can't be the man of God to yourself. Because you know you don't talk to yourself the way I'm talking to you. You're like, you actually had that thought, who does he think he is talking to me like that? Uh, Years ago, Dr. Robert and I still lived on the West Coast. That was a long time ago. And I was ministering at a, a particular church that our, my, uh, my dear friend who's now with the Lord, um, Dr. Ed Dufresne, anyone knows the name? Yes. Had originally planted prior to the time when certain things happened and... Um, Despite certain directions by a great apostle of the 20th century and um, the early 21st century, and that's the um, the um, Dr. Lester Sumrall. Despite the forsake not your seat of authority, there was a switch, and he had to. Uh, he moved, Dr. Dufresne did, to Tulsa and then later relocated where presently his ministry continues. I was preaching at that particular church and, uh, and I, I'm going to say that a little bit to help you because humor helps you chill out a little bit so you can receive. <laughs> Amen. He called this a little breather on the side of the road and then we'll pick up. Amen. So I minister the word of God and, and, and the pastor there, he wants to, you have a keyboard in front of you, son? Just put your hands on it. Just put your hands on it. Can you hear me good too? Okay. How many appreciate the music? And the wonderful choir and singers and rehearsals and come on, let's give them a hand. And so I had done a, 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 a four-day uh, meeting every day, of course, that's a church day. This is a little too much info, but it's important for me to slope down a little bit and drive this chapter home in your life. 
um, every day that's a church day, like if it's Sunday morning, Sunday night, and they do have a Sunday morning, Sunday night meeting, then they would receive their tithes and their offerings in the morning meeting and in the night meeting. And then later after I ministered, many people also would, would come to our special meetings, Dr. Robin and I, from all over the state and sometimes from uh, Arizona or New Mexico, whatever, and they would come from Northern California, and they would come, and at that time we happened to be ministering in Torrance, Southern California. And so, so the, 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 the people get an opportunity to be in a miracle meeting and also a teaching, a word and spirit meeting. And um, sometimes I would do a Saturday school of signs and wonders all day, and in that day people registered Whatever they paid for registration, they received four subject matters, and we taught about four hours and, and so on and helped people. Because I wasn't, I was directed by the Lord to move stronger in lifting up the quality of Christianity. So the pastor got up. He's a very strong Bible teacher. And uh, he's never seen anything like our miracle ministry because it looks so easy when you're on the outside looking in how many understand it, it looks so easy it looks like this can't be even real except that it's his own members a lot of the time how many understand what I'm talking about but it's not real easy it just it's just not abnormal you're connected to God and when you're connected to God and you have the grace that is upon our ministry you can operate that way and thank God for the direction for International Miracle Institute so that we would be able to birth a curriculum or a training method that, that takes the, the power of God and, and then the character of God and brings the fruit and the gifts into the, life, into the forefront of the Christian life so that every believer can move in the grace that God has given you and be a supernatural believer for the Lord. Well, it was time for him to receive the offering. Well, it's, it's, it's a, from my perspective, I know exactly what it is. And at that time, I would never receive an offering. At that time, I was still at that point where I told the Lord, I'll never stand up in front of your people and receive an offering. Because, you know, people have an attitude about an offering. I don't want people to have an attitude. But the Lord healed me of that. I mean, I'll receive an offering at the drop of anything. Or nothing has to drop and I'll receive an offering. <laughs> but that's a different story altogether. So I turned it over to the pastor. And he got up and I knew what it was. It was the atmosphere about the subject. See, everybody's woo when the power of God is about healing. Everybody's woo when you, everybody that wants an impartation run up here. I mean, people will trample their grandma to get in the front first, to get hands laid on them. Man, chill out. It's your grandmother for crying out loud. That's, they're like forgetting those things which are behind. I don't care. I'm pressing towards the mark. Jesus. Chill out. (laughs) 
But when the subject matter of giving comes up, a wall comes up. And especially in, in, this, uh, in this ministry, of course, his people are taught about prosperity. And, uh, but we have people from everywhere. And we have people that, you know, we had to cast devils off of. And we had people that we had to, you know, get a, their miracle on different walks of life, different spiritual levels and different backgrounds. So you don't know what they've been taught. So I turn it over to him, and he's got a choice, right? He's either going to hit it, or he's just going to be confined by it. I know some pastors actually live in parts of uh, the world where they close their eyes when it's time for the offering. And just say, just pass the offering containers, and if anybody here feels like giving, give. Just close their eyes. They won't even look at the people. Can you imagine that people would have the gall to intimidate ministry? Well, can you imagine calling yourself a minister and being intimidated by the people? Can you imagine that? Being intimidated by the people? Because the people are going to say you're after their money. Everybody in the world's after your money. I don't know of anybody that goes into business to give you their money. I don't know if anybody that rents you or gives you a lease on anything that wants to give you their money. You live in a world that's after your money. No, the man of God doesn't need your money. God might have to feed him through raven. God might have to feed him in the middle of famine. A real man of God is a supplier and a feeder of the sheep. Should I stop? Am I, I'm, I could tell I'm a little too close. I came down and all of a sudden I came down here and an anointing to talk about money came on me. And people were like, your, your checkbooks froze. So I turned it over to the pastor. I said, pastor, come and teach on giving. And I had gone through very powerful teaching on seed time and, 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 and the seed of the word. In your heart, what he brings into your life. And he got up and whatever he said, remember I said, I said this, I said, God didn't call you to yourself. Because you don't talk to yourself the way I talk to you. See, he got up, and this is this is why I'm telling you. He got up and he said a few words, and he just said, uh, do whatever you can. And he shut the Bible and sat down right next to me. And he leaned over and said, do whatever you can. What movie did I hear that in? (laughs) That was him talking to himself out loud. Because he got up and the pressure placed on him kept the power inside. And a weak report came out. I didn't come to this world to keep the power inside. I came to this world sent by the Lord to explode what is necessary to bring bring the prisoner out of the prison house and the captive out of captivity. I came to call men and women that are tired of walking a natural life and ready to live a supernatural life. I didn't call to tell you what somebody said in a movie. I came to tell you what the word said in his living word. 
Come on, somebody. Let the Lord work in your life. He will renew you. He will revive you. He will refresh you. He will restore you. Mm. 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 What movie did I hear that in? Isn't that powerful? That's him talking to himself. How many agree there is no way that that pastor got up in front of his congregation the week after and said, you people intimidated me. And the people that were visiting intimidated me. And they made me say things and cut the sermon short regarding ministry. I guarantee you he didn't say that. He could only say it to a man of God and to himself. Are you catching this? There's power, Paul said, in his words. He said, now Christ Jesus was made to us. Read it out loud in chapter 1. What is it? Righteousness. Righteousness. So wait, wait, wait. What kind of righteousness do we identify with? The, 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 the righteousness of God. Okay. What else was he made to us? So what kind of wisdom do we identify with? So, so it's not, I'm going to talk to you about something foreign. I'm talking to you about the adjustment you need to make. If you're born of God, I'm called to tell you to make the adjustment. If I look at you and see that this world had disadjusted you, I need you to make that adjustment. It's the wisdom of God. Not the wisdom of this world. Not the wisdom of these cosmos. Not the wisdom of this age. But the wisdom which is of God. Hallelujah. What else? Sanctification. Hit, hit someone say sanctification. What kind of sanctification? What kind of a setting apart? What kind of a cleansing? What kind of a purity? What kind of a holiness has God made available to the church? What, what kind of a holiness has Christ become to the church? What kind of a condition of the, the case against you is canceled? You are acceptable in the beloved. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're the head, not the tail. You're more than a conqueror. Glory to God. What, what kind of a sanctification? Is it the sanctification that we have produced? Absolutely not. Is it the sanctification that we can accomplish? Absolutely not. It's the sanctification that he gained for us. And he supplies to the very presence of the Holy Spirit. Whom when we deny, we're denying the Lord. I need to stop. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is... There is liberty. Somebody thank God that you're free from the imposition of enmity against your life. You're I'm going to stop till somebody jumps up and rejoices in the God of glory. If you don't stand up to your feet and praise the Lord of heaven. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory. No, we don't do what we can. We do what we could never do without God. We do more than what humanity can. We do what is spiritually inspired. We do what is word infused. 
I need to stop. Somebody needs to run and break this world's condition off of your life. There is an anointing in this place. Somebody needs to run. Somebody needs to break out of your past and break into your present. My God. My God. My God. Somebody run. Somebody run. Let me just say this to you. The greatest voice on earth is the voice of the Lord. The most powerful, irrefutable report in this planet is the report of the Lord. Any excuse or contradiction or indifference regarding the promises of God is a choice of the logic to refute the lordship of the redeemer when your feelings reject your faith's inspiration and you choose to act like the rest of the victims in this planet rather than the victims the victors in the kingdom then you need to notify your feelings that you're about to serve notice on them you're going to act exactly and do the opposite of what they say when your feelings tell you to say sad you need to rejoice in the Lord when your feelings tell you to feel disappointed you need to inspire yourself in the Lord you need to you, you need to put an end to the weeping because it only endures for a night but joy comes in the morning you need to let the world know that there is a generation that God is with God is on God is in and God is through Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. If you wait until the Lord performs to rejoice, you might miss the second coming of Christ in his rapture. You might say, what happened? Some of us that run would be caught up. Glory be to God. I need to stop. I need to stop. God is calling you out. God is calling you out. Just as he told Elijah to get out of the cave. God is calling you out. God is calling you out. God is calling you out. And if you can, and if, the, if it's within God's um, power to put fuel in your life, to make your plans to be in the corporate gathering, the 
then you make your plans to be in the corporate gathering. If you're in the corporate gathering today, we want to thank God for the ability to bring the anointing to you. How many want to thank God for that ability? Should I stop? Is it okay? Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? You know, I'm not angry today. I'm just anointed. I'm anointed and there are a lot of voices in this world. And you've never been capable as you are today to access so many voices as you can today. So for me to come and tell you, it's time for you to choose which voice, which word is going to be the word for your life. You just read an entire chapter. If that doesn't make you get stirred up yet. And the spirit of revelation is on that chapter. You need to recognize that there are some things in your life. You need to put into words. And not in words of intelligence or in words of I read that already. But words of demonstration of the spirit and of power. Christian run up here right now. Power up. <laughs> Just wanted to want to make you feel what I feel like. That's all. Well, lift your hands and open your mouth and laugh out loud. Come on and laugh. Come on and laugh. Act as if your prayers are answered. Your prayer petitions are heard. Your needs are met. Your God's exalted. Your victory's won. Rob, come here real quick. Come here real quick. I just want you to feel a little bit of what I feel like today. How many of us remember where we're at in our lesson today? 
Maya, come here real quick. Run, 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 run. Fire! God, I shibo katara le mambambande kene masha. Glory, glory, glory. Pastor Christy, run up. Fire on your life. I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to stop. Suddenly you got it all over you. Go ahead. Go right ahead. Take that anointing. Take that power. You may be seated, those of us that are standing, and 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 um, we're 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 part of this great global body of believers. We're part of this great global body of believers. The Word of God tells us clearly. that if we're doers of the word and we're the kind of people that are understanding we, we, we look in the mirror we look in the mirror of the word of God and when we walk away we don't forget what kind of a person we are and I want to talk to you all over. I want, I want everyone in here to lift your hands and lift your voices up with me and, and with us by way of platform. You're on this altar. You're with us today. Unto do, say it out loud. Say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Shout it like an army. Thank you, Father. For so loving the world, so loving the world. that you gave your only begotten Son. Our Savior. Our Lord, Jesus the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me, for dying on the cross, to shed your blood, to lay down your life, to supply, to supply salvation and redemption, sanctification, righteousness, and wisdom for me. Thank you for raising from the dead. And giving me the ability and the grace through faith in you, living in my heart, living in my life. I believe that you're the only way. You're the savior of the world. You're the redeemer of humanity. You're my savior. I put my trust in you. I put my confidence in my eternity with you. And I thank you for laying down your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing the things that are Christ's. And bringing them to me. I thank you today. Come on, shout it out loud. I thank you today. That all things that belong to the Father. Belong to Christ. And all things that are Christ's. He supplied to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For supplying in our life today. The very realities. Of the kingship. And the rule. Of the Lord Jesus. And I want to confess it now before the throne of God, 
the angels of heaven, demon spirits, this global family, my friends, my relatives, and the world, that no time, regardless of how dark it looks like, will rule over me, will rule over the Lord's church or his body. I want to declare it now that I'm saved, I'm the redeemed, I'm the healed, I'm the anointed, I'm the sent, I'm the appointed. In the name that is above every name, I glorify God today as a witness that Jesus, the Christ, is Lord. Now jump up and shout. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Now if you if you have read with me the word of God look at again the end of chapter 1. He was made unto us what? Christ was made unto us what? And what else? And what? And what? So we by and through him are redeemed and continue to be redeemed. Redeemed positionally and redeemed experientially. Does that make sense? Delivered from what? The curse of the law. The consequences of falling short. In Christ we're redeemed to what? We're redeemed from the curse of the law. And we're redeemed that we may be heirs. And joint heirs with Christ. Of the blessing of Abraham. Hallelujah. And we're heirs according to the promise. Isn't that what the word of God says? Now look at the last verse. Is the word of God Worthy of your excitement today? Because child of God, if the word of God doesn't move you, uh, who are you waiting for? You know, on his thigh, there's a tattoo written or a word written. And his name is called the word of God. So if you're waiting for the word of God to get on the white horse and come with the armies of God, but you read the word of God today and he doesn't move you, who are you waiting for? Who are you waiting for? Move! I hope I scared the hiccup out of your world. <laughs> you know, that's how Brother Norval used to do it. He'd be talking real, real quiet, like. 
Next thing you know, some people, and he'll, ha! <laughs> people act like they got the Holy Ghost. Is it okay to, you know, have a little humor in the middle of, um, believe me, I'm just being humorous for my sake, not for yours. It's a private joke. It's how, that's how I navigate. Otherwise, people couldn't handle it. Then what does he say there in the last verse? You know that word glorieth is boast or brag. So he says Christ was made to us. Righteousness, wisdom, sanctification and redemption. Well church, body of Christ, man of God. Um, um, what does it mean to have been redeemed by the Lord and have accepted him into your life? Well, according to God, it means that Christ himself was made by God unto me righteousness. So are you calling yourself righteous? I'm calling myself what God calls me, people. And I will not call God a liar by saying I'm unrighteous when God doesn't have anyone else to give to supply me with his righteousness he gave it all when he gave Christ so the righteousness which is of faith is given to you to stand out and shine in the middle of whatever situation you are in Christ was made unto you righteousness wisdom sanctification and redemption so that he that brags or he that boasts may boast in the Lord hallelujah well you don't boast in the Lord by saying I'm nasty I'm a worm you boast in the Lord when you say what I used to be I'm not anymore in Christ Jesus I've been saved sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost hey 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 come on come on Come on, quickly. Fire on you. Fire on you. Mm. Should I stop? No. Now when that, you say, well, Dr. Fish, I know that already. No, you don't. When you recall that thing into your present, you will have a manifestation in your physicality. God has already saved you as much as you're going to be saved even when you get to heaven because heaven has gotten into your life. There is a breakthrough in your life today.
Do you have a minute? Yes. Sit, sit down if you have a minute. That he that boasteth, let him boast in what? The Lord. Well, someone says, well, well, that just means that we say the, the Lord is the righteousness we don't have. Well, that doesn't even make sense. Because if the Lord is the righteousness you don't have, then the Lord is the Savior you don't have. You either got the Lord and the Lord got you, or you don't. Make up your mind today. And he said, when you boast, boast in the Lord. And how do you boast in the Lord? You say, I am what the Lord has made me. Not I'm not what the Lord has made me. I am what the Lord has called me. Not I'm not what the Lord has called me. When you boast in the Lord, then his word is the truth. His definition is the truth. What he says is the truth. I don't care how you feel. I'm not your mama. I don't care how you feel. Oh, come on. Fire on your life. I just want some people to feel. My God, my God. I need to stop. I I know, I know, um, you catching this? Yeah. That he, Christ, was said that that no flesh should glory in his sight. No, no one, no one on our own ability can glory before God. And you see, somebody said, "Well, that means you can't brag." That's right. You can't brag on yourself either. You can't say, "Well, that's just the way you made me, Lord." I'm just this, that, and the other. No, the Lord said, "You call yourself what I called you." You're his workmanship. Glory. He was made unto you. Hallelujah. He was made unto you. Righteousness and sanctification and wisdom and redemption. So that he that boasteth or brags. Hit someone and say that's talking. Let him boast in the Lord. So when it says in your holy scriptures. It says let us therefore come boldly. To the. To the throne room of grace that we might find mercy and, and, and that we may obtain mercy and find grace to, is that what it says? find grace to help when? in the time of need that word boldly is the word with great plainness of speech the kind of boldness that God gives so you're certainly not coming in your name but he gave us the spirit of his son or sonship to cry out our father to come 
in the righteousness you didn't earn, the sanctification you didn't make happen, the wisdom you didn't concoct, and the righteousness you didn't obtain. All four of you, run up here real quick. Run up here real quick. I'm gonna need help. Run up, run up, run up, run up. Catch him, catch him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's some good help right there. You know, it's one thing to receive. It's another thing to receive direction on how to... I, I said all four of you. Was that four? Oh, then you, you should be here. You right there. Run up, run up. Run up, run up. Stop fire! Well, just lift your hands and open your mouth and just laugh. I'm all right, daughter. Boasteth is the, the original language is to brag or make your boast on or make your, your um, um, uh, expression of grandeurship uh, in reference to. So that when you make <coughs> your, your confession of faith regarding the righteousness of God in your life. You're attributing the source of that righteousness and the activity of that righteousness to the Lord. The same with reference to the wisdom that he has granted us access to. You're attributing um, your access to that wisdom and the caliber of that wisdom to the Lord. So that when we know that, then we cease to operate in a minuscule or substandard kind of wisdom 
we could step out of that through what the Lord has supplied and say, Lord, reveal to us what your, what your sacred word does say about this life. Because his promises are about what? This life as well as the life which is to come. These promises that he has given us that pertain to this life as well as the life which is to come. There are promises regarding the life which is to come. But there are promises regarding this life. Now if I live in this life oblivious to the provisions that make this life by expression distinct and different than what it used to be prior to my induction into his body, into his saving plan, then I'm going to live the way I used to live prior to my encounter with Christ based on my own choices that are actually robbing God of rightful boasting that is necessary to be done on behalf of Christ. Is this too long of a sentence? So if I'm called to boast on the Lord, am I called to boast on the righteousness which is absent or the sanctification which is nowhere to be found or the wisdom that I'm not operating in and can't get a hold of? Or the redemption that is just a theory and a theological or a doctrinal opinion? Or am I boasting upon the presence of the one that did not get kicked off of the planet? But I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. I'll hold you. I'll uphold you. I'll strengthen you. Come on. Come on. So who you're boasting about is not because you you and I are going to make him bigger, but because by understanding that the entire nature of the epistle itself, but right now the chapter, (laughs) the entire reading of the chapter is talking about talking. And it's talking about two kinds of talking. Philosophical persuasive talking or demonstrative spiritual talking. And that word demonstration is the word showing off. Look it up in your original languages. But my speech and my preaching, glory to God. My, 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 my speech and my preaching was with demonstration or showing off of the spirit. How does the spirit show off? Somebody said, well, he doesn't do it like this. Well, how does he do it? You ice cube? How does he do it? If nothing is moving in your life, anything should happen. Like I heard somebody say, which was me, I'd rather do something and risk making a mistake than do nothing and get it 100% right. It's time to move. It's time to move. I'm going to stop to some people that know how to shout, how to praise God at church more than your favorite political rally or private party or wedding or, or football outcome. 
I need somebody who's getting ready to praise the God of glory into manifestation in the earth. Come on. Come on, child of God. Come on. Come on. Come on, let out a shout. Come on, let out a song. Come on, let out some praise. You know what, what, what the word of God said? And my speech and my preaching was with demonstration of the spirit. You know what that word means, right? Showing off. In, in other words, that's one definition. You look at it and that means that the, the spirit of God proved by demonstration that he's living and moving. Spirit of God proved. My speech was with proof, he said. So you can have two kinds of speech. One will be the speech of those that just went. And one will be the speech of those that were sent. Hey! Somebody! Somebody needs to let the world hear the shout of those that are called. 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 Power. The shout of those that are called. The shout of those. The shout. Shout of those that are called. Have I been writing the word? Is that what you read? Do you know the Lord loves you? You know, I love you, but I, I, regardless of how much I love his body, the church, I probably in this life will never be able to express the love of God shed abroad in my heart the way Christ Jesus is ready, willing, and able through the Holy Spirit to manifest his love on your behalf. He's going to break the chains. He's going to take away the limitations. He's going to cancel the debts. He's going to repent. Excuse me, if you're watching from the outside in, you might think this is a style. There's no style about this. Because they haven't made a label that can fit the doctor yet. There's no denomination big enough. There's no label strong enough. There's no definition clear enough. I was made by the wisdom of Almighty God in the laboratory of salvation and preparation he sent me to your life somebody shout yes if you believe it
what happens when you get hit and hit and hit and then whoo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Forgetting those things which are behind, I reach, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. If anybody around the world hears this and says yes, shout it like you never... many believe this is the day when adjustments are made and now you're pressing towards the mark how many can keep your hand lifted up and believe that God's best is upon you that promotion is the order of the day that his help is at hand that the strength you thought you don't have is more than available for you the renewal of your youth the renewal of the restoration of the joy of his salvation how many believe it shout like you never shouted Did you get anything out of this? Did you get hit yet? It's all right. It's a new day. My God. Take it all. Take it all. You you brought your Bible with you. Take it all. Just make sure that when Jesus calls you, your world doesn't tell you it's spam. Come on, come on. How many understand what I'm talking about? You may be seated. I'm going to continue it along the lines of teaching this at another time. But how many of us understand from the definition of the Apostle Paul? He, he goes and he says, to boast, let him boast in the Lord. And boasting in the Lord is boasting in the righteousness he was made to us, the sanctification he was made for us, the redemption he was made for us, and the wisdom he became for us. 
And so, so then when, when he goes on and says, I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And the original says him having been crucified. And also how many of you understand that every time we worship the Lord in, in, um, or we, we acknowledge um, um, communion or we gather with one another, we're showing the Lord's death. If it wasn't for the Lord's death, there would be no victory over, without the cross of Christ, there would be no victory over principalities and powers and all of that. Thank God for his resurrection, but he had to go to resurrection through the cross. Are you listening to me? So you have to remember that. You have to remember also that you and I are crucified with Christ. So somebody has to be nailed permanently. And that's who I'm nailing today. Because I keep seeing him resurrect periodically. He flinches his muscle memory. But that old, that old man tried to flinch in your life. And if I don't see you for a period of time, I don't know who's been talking to you or, you know, mixing your meals. And, and putting, you know, stuff that's not healthy in, in your food. You know what I mean? Amen. And if you're visiting today, just read between the lines. Well, no, just read the lines, please. Are you catching this? So it's talking about... Uh, we're a new species. We're a new creation. We're different people. We're not what we used to be. We're born of God. We're born of the Spirit. We're born, born of the water. And so since we've become new, that doesn't automatically and instantly silence the old, the old in your life. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to, forgetting those things which are behind. So when muscle memory flinches in your life, and the enemy's always trying to give you some kind of, uh, um, you know, you know, embalming fluid for that, to carry that old body. It's like you carry that, that old nature that has been mummified in your life. And every time this world has a hiccup, all of a sudden, some Christians that haven't been taught properly revert back to their previous addiction, to a condition that we were permanently healed from. If, if, if I'm saying the truth, shout amen. If I'm saying the truth and you don't like it, shout out. But shout something. Shout something. You know I'm telling you the truth. You're more valuable to God. Than you can imagine. So when the Apostle Paul goes and he says, I determined not to know anything save Jesus Christ and him crucified and not, or having been crucified, I was with you. In, I was with you. I, I became for your, on your behalf, I became for your benefit. Was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. Are you listening to me? And then my speech and my preaching was, of course, not with, but with demonstration or showing off or manifestation or exhibitions of the Holy Spirit and of power. My speech was with. Hit somebody and say power. Power. That's what the word says. So somebody said, well, I just go with the Bible. Well, the man that wrote the Bible told you how he talked. So why, why would I even read this word and not, not expect the same dunamis 
and the same manifestation that was in the heart and the mouth of the original speaker who wrote the very inspired word of God. Why would I parrot and not expect the Holy Spirit to be faithful enough? No, I wouldn't do it because I didn't just went. I am sent. Thank you very much. So if I'm sent, I will declare the arm of the Lord. I will tell you there is no deafness in his ear. I will tell you he's ready to answer your prayer. I will tell you. My God, I'm going to stop till somebody jumps up and shouts like you never shouted in your life. You have a minute? Are you in the Bible? First Corinthians chapter 2. Are you there? In verse 6. How? Are you alright? Can you make it? Do you want to make it? Wow. Read verse 6 out loud yourselves. Read verse 6. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Now notice. So he says what we do not speak. He said, the Apostle Paul said, what we do not speak. The Apostle Paul said, now how many believe he's the example to the Corinthians? And ultimately, he tells them already in chapter 3 and so on. We know that he told them that Peter's not their savior. Paul wasn't crucified for them. Neither was anybody else. But he tells them that we came. And so he says, he said, I didn't baptize many of you because the Lord, you know, I have helps. I'm on paraphrase. I have helps team. The Lord sent me to preach the gospel. I only baptized this one, that one, and probably that family and that other family and, and others. That's in chapter 3. Others, I don't know if I baptized any. But I thank God because the way you guys are living your Christianity, you probably run around and spread the rumor that I baptized in my own name. Are you listening to me? So we know that the man of God, although he's what? An example He's directing everybody to the great example. Christ cannot be the missing example. If Christ's example is absent in our life, it's a choice made either by stubbornness, ignorance, or rejection of the But I think I'm speaking to a crowd that are ready to see the evidence of the Lord manifested in your life. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. You may be seated. 
Just wanted you to feel it. I know we don't go by what we feel, but... Said, said, um, so why, why with demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith should not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So that means the gospel was never intended to be a clever message. Supposed to be a powerful message. And nobody's clever enough to stop the gospel. I'll tell you right now. The days are right upon us when you need to be real scared about mocking God. Nobody can give you enough money to come into the presence of one of his real prophets and boycott his move in the earth. Because the same Lord who is not on the cross is not in the grave either. So you adjust your attitudes real quick or just don't make the cathedral because nobody can give you enough money to boycott a true prophet of God in the hour we're living in today. And I won't preach your funeral. I won't do it. I just won't do it. If you speak in tongues, it is a good time to do it right now. Use your heavenly language. Youth. Young men, young women, it's time for you to get into the deep waters, answer the call of God on your life. It's time for you to make a decision, not only put your name on the list, but make a decision to get into that which God has called you to and go all the way. The Lord has need of a generation that is not playing, is not mocking, but is serious minded. Come on, pray in the spirit. Come on, pray in the spirit.
Come on, come on. Someone is getting delivered. Someone is getting set free. Someone is getting blessed. Come on into the Lord's uh, um, a sanctuary. Come on into the Lord's cocoon of protection. Come on into the Lord's of in the Lord's covenant of promise. Come on in. Come on in. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. All right. In the apostle Paul talks clearly about praying in the spirit and interpretation in the church. So people need to understand that there is a governance and there is a an operation of the move of God and the spirit of God in the church. And uh, there is a distinction between um, diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues, which is in the, in the body of Christ, and equivalent to, which are equivalent to prophecy. And then there's a distinction between signs that accompany them that believe. One of them, they will speak in new tongues, and that's the tongues of men and of angels that the Apostle Paul talks about. So now, if there's anyone that doesn't believe in any of those things, well, you probably don't believe in sanctification. You don't believe in, in, in the participation in present day righteousness. You don't believe that the Lord has made anybody righteous and different than anybody else. And um, you don't believe in anything that's got power, but you claim you believe in the Bible. Well, I don't believe you believe in the Bible. I believe you're just using the Bible as an excuse uh, to put God out of commission in your life. That's your choice. My job is to tell you like it is about who called me. So if you believe the Bible, you'll believe that the wisdom of God is made available to you through Christ. That means if the wisdom of God is available to you, still thinking as stupid as you do, that's your choice. If the redemption of God is fully accomplished in your life and you're just as lost, messed up and, and double-minded and, and confused as the rest of the world, that's your choice. Now you could, you, could, you could bow out of that and get into this, but it's going to take a decision. It's going to take a decision not of a majority, but of a minority. Many are called. Many are called. Sit down if you can. Everyone close your eyes. Close your eyes with us on every platform, every way of communication. Close your eyes. Today, I am here not for or in my own name, not by my own authority, but in the name of the Lord, the head of the church, Christ Jesus, our Savior.
and according to the power of the operation of God and according to the Lord giving gifts unto men, I come to you. And I talk to you today with, with complete and total focus upon the call of God for your life. His call for you to make it. His call for you to be strong, to be healthy, to be whole, to be holy. His call for you to accept the spiritual enablement of the Spirit in your life. Now, if you're here and you're under the sound of my voice and under the presence of this umbrella of anointing, and you say, man of God, somewhere down the line I've become pessimistic, I've become critical, I've become skeptical, I've become suspicious, I've become, I don't know who to believe anymore. I don't really know. And um, if I died today, I don't really know what lies in store and what is ahead for me. Or if I today tune you out and this word out, I don't know what I'm going to do with the thoughts, the emotions, the feelings, the misgivings that I have. And I have to be honest. I, I, have, to, I have to be bold. And I have to confess that I need prayer today. I need help today. I want to have you pray with me. And break that thing off of my life. Every eye is closed. If that is you, slip your hand up. I want you to pray for me. I want you to agree with me. I see that hand, that hand, and that hand, that hand, and that hand. Keep, keep your hand up. And you say, Doc, I, I'm part of what the Lord is doing, but in the last several years, you don't know the half of what I have been through. It's like a flood that has come against my mind, will, and emotions. And I don't know if I could pick up where I left off. I'm, I need to really believe. I heard you say it over to, and over today, but I don't know if it hit home. That's you. I really need to believe that forgetting the things which are behind and pressing is just a decision away. And I need help with the silencing of every lying voice and every critical voice and every skeptical voice and every distrusting voice and message in the world today. That's you. I'm one of your disciples. I'm one of the IMI students. But I need you to agree with me today. I want, I'm going to be bold. I'm just going to. If that's you, lift your hand up. Lift your hand up. I see that hand, see that hand, see that hand and that hand. Amen and amen. 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 
and um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you at home. Stay with me a moment. And and you're not really at home. You're here. There is no distance in prayer. And so we want to say to you, in the name of the Lord. And some of us have relatives and distant relatives, and some of us live in nations and or states and counties or cities or whatever, where certain limitations are placed on us or certain whatever um, a, a prayer needs and uh, you have big shoulders you're carrying your relatives you're praying for your loved ones you, you lost a near um, um, loved one whatever it is that right now you're in I'm believing the Lord together with you we are believing the Lord church say we are believing we are we're believing the Lord together with you. And as your prayer requests come in or your testimonies come in, rejoice now and step out, step out, step out into the place of agreement with the word of God. And as Pastor Christie gets ready to lay hands on people and pray with them, disciples, every limit is breaking off of your life. And today I take authority ahead of time over every voice or word that is not the accurate bullseye of the definition of the Lord through his gospel. I, I bind those voices. I bind those opinions. I bind those attitudes. I bind that kind of double-mindedness. Regardless of what school of thought you represent, you are bound today in the name of the Lord Jesus, the Christ, the head of the church, off of my disciples, off of the Lord's disciples, off of the Lord's called, off of the Lord's elect, off of the Lord's chosen. You're bound. Take your hands off of the global body of believers, the International Miracle Institute and the first century faith disciples. Take your hands off of them in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today, Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.